Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. All right, we're here at the uh, Patrick Henry High School first induction ceremony ever. It's 2023, and I have Eddie Webb here. He's joined me here in the Center of the Universe to talk about what uh, an induction means to you to be in the Patrick Henry High School, especially the first class. What does it mean to you? Well, I think that it's always special to, to be honored. But in this situation where you're talking 75 years with, with the high school that they finally got around to doing this and being in the first class, I mean, I don't think you can ask for any more than that. I mean, they're, they're looking at... 65 years I think maybe a little bit more and you're in the first class of, of eight yeah it's um I'm also the oldest living member <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to mention that Eddie <laughs> you, you you look pretty young man well thank you for a guy graduating I'm, I'm seeing right here I, you want me to say the year what year you graduated right, sorry go ahead class of 1971 I might have been two years old in 1971 go. hey uh so basketball was your main thing yeah um you know they they listed as football and basketball but I um, I was a quarterback and after my 10th grade year and I, I had visions of getting hit by somebody like Damian Woody right. and I, feel, I I think my career will be longer if I just stick with basketball basketball uh, usually is less painful than, than, foot, than football most, for sure most of the time yes so what was it about basketball that you gravitated to it well I grew up right on the randolph Macon campus mm. my father Paul was the basketball coach there so uh, at any given time from the time I moved to Ashland in 1956 as a three-year-old until uh, I actually finished college there mm. um, I was always 50 yards from the gym. So <laughs> getting over there to, to, to get in the gym, just play basketball, it was a natural draw. Yeah, and they, they have a real culture for basketball that I think, I would argue, started with your dad. Well, I think that when you look at the history of what they've done in Randolph-Macon, uh, from my father to Hal Nunley to Mike Rhodes to Nathan Davis and Josh Merkel, I mean, the success rates they've had there are just incredible so successful that they end up getting jobs that people would say are, oh, are, are bigger jobs I, I would argue division three basketball especially at Randolph-Macon it's as as exciting as any division one game well small college basketball at Randolph-Macon um, they're every year going to be one of the top 10 schools in the country and I think that there's not a whole lot of difference between the top level division threes and the lower level division ones basically the same caliber player yeah absolutely all right so back to you in high school what position did you play in basketball point guard you were the point guard i was the point guard i, I was the reason nobody else got to shoot <laughs> so you, you had a lot more points than assists well yes i did yes i did oh uh, that's funny you're a lefty right yes yeah uh did that give you an advantage being a lefty you think um Probably a little bit because I don't think most people are used to playing against left-handers. So I think it probably was a little bit of a benefit. Uh, do you remember the game you scored 38 points in? I scored 38 against J.R. Tucker, uh, last regular season game of my senior year. And you, you couldn't miss? Well, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> 
Well, that was well before the three-point line because the yes. three-point line didn't come into Virginia high schools until 88. Yeah, I, I wish they had it then. I graduated in 87. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm still mad about it. <laughs> but that 38 probably would have been in the 50s maybe. Well, it would have been more than 38, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Were you putting them up from that far out? Yeah, I, I was probably more known for my outside shot. Yeah. Yeah. But you were point guard at Patrick Henry. Yeah, sure was. And okay. You know what's interesting? Uh, I graduated in 71. Well, in 69-70, that was the first year that they consolidated Johnny and Gandy oh. and Patrick Henry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, in 68, I'm a 10th grader playing on the JVs, and I just remember yeah. that the varsity – I don't think they had anybody higher, uh, taller than 6'3". Yeah. And they didn't do real well. Well, the next year when we consolidated, our starting five was 6'1", 6'2", 6'5", 6'7", 6'8". Oh, my gosh. So we were bigger in college teams. Yeah. So um, And you all dominated. Yeah, I, I we, we played well. And for two years in a row, we played really well. Uh, my senior year, uh, we had some close games. Unfortunately, we won them. But uh, – we got into the regionals, and I really felt like we had a chance to really move on to the states. But we had one problem, and that was playing Maggie Walker at Virginia State with oh. 6,000 people in the stands, and they beat us and went on and won the state. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be intimidating, right? You're playing in front of maybe three or 400 people, but, yeah. uh, man, 6,000 people. Yep, so it was – Great experience. So, they could fit 6,000 people at Virginia State? Oh, yeah. They, had it, well, they were sitting in the aisles and everywhere. It was, you couldn't have gotten anybody else in there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, who's your biggest rival in, in well, high school? Well, back then it was Lee Davis. Okay. And what is really interesting, um, the coach at Lee Davis then was a guy by the name of Doug Salmon. Doug had played for my father at Randolph-Macon. Mm. And um, – when he was at Round of Making, he actually lived at our house. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, so you knew the opposing oh, coach. I knew him quite well. <laughs> That's wild. It, uh, and it, was it any doubt you were going to go to Randolph Macon? Um, I would say probably not. You know, I looked at Richmond, I looked at a couple other schools, but uh, when I was growing up, uh, the time I was 12 years old, I'm in the gym playing against the college students. Yeah. Then I'm playing, as I get older, playing with the Randolph-Macon players. And it, wherever you pick a school, nine times out of ten, you're picking it because of the people on the team that you get along with. And I knew them all. So it was it was a pretty easy move for me. And your dad was still coaching? Still there. was. I, I played for him for four years. And, and then you were uh, – are you still the president of the uh, Virginia Sports no, Hall of Fame? No. Um, I retired from the Hall of Fame. I did that for 23 years. I retired oh my goodness. a month before – COVID hit. Oh, so, my gosh. Uh, my timing was really good no, right there. It was perfect. There. Yeah, yeah, perfect. But, uh, no, I retired then, and now I'm still doing my uh, basketball camps during the summer. Oh, that's awesome. So you're yeah. staying really busy. Stay active, play golf as much as I can. Uh, where do you live these days? I live in Virginia Beach. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming here, and congratulations on being inducted in the first class. I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, definitely an honor. Thanks, Eddie. Thank appreciate you. it. Coach Ray Long, welcome uh, to the Center of the Universe. Welcome to the first ever induction ceremony for the Patrick Henry High School Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you because I remember in the 80s, I couldn't wait for Friday night to go watch Patrick Henry play. Y'all were dominant back then. And I think we y'all were pretty dominant throughout your time there. Right, yeah, we, especially in the 90s. Well, you, you won a state championship, which 
I mean, you coached for what, 27 years at Patrick Henry? 28. 28 years. I didn't mean to take that year away from you. Uh, 28 years at Patrick Henry, and you know how hard it is to get that far into the tournament and then to win it is got to be amazing. Uh, we, we had great kids. You had yeah, a, an O-line that was unbelievable. Patrick Henry is such a diverse school. We had great farm boys, great country kids, you know, good kids from Ashland. So we, we, we had a good mixture. That year we won the state championship. We were as big as um, University of Virginia's line. Yeah, yeah that, that line was unbelievable. They all went on to play in college too, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so for Damien's got two Super Bowl rings. Yeah, that's unbelievable, too. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine somebody from, went to Patrick Henry, played football for you, has two Super Bowl rings? Well, you know, I, I think I'm the only coach in the area that ever had a first-round first choice in a draft. Yeah, he was 17th overall, yeah. That, that had to be an exciting day for you. Oh, that was cool. That was. And then when he won the Super Bowl both times, that had to be really yeah, exciting, too. that was uh, unreal. So I, I'm reading your, your bio, the, uh, the summary they put together of your time at Patrick Henry. Uh, you were the Colonial District Coach of the Year basically half the time you coached, almost, right? Yeah. You, you were uh, 13 <laughs> times, and then All-Metro Coach of the Year seven times. A fourth of the time, you were the Metro Coach of the Year, All-Metro. That's unbelievable. Yeah, well, it, it all goes back to, like I said, the kids we had, and Jimmy Cobb and Harold Henry and Tom Swope, Sam Hart, we had wonderful coaching staff. Y'all were there together for a long time too, but right? We were, you know, we, when you go seven years and undefeated district champions, and then with that one of the best football teams I had went nine and one and we missed the playoffs. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you know. Did you ever have a losing record? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But early on kind of thing? Yeah. I, I, um, uh, we would most of the, uh, the 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 worst record we had was like five and five. Or, yeah, that's that's uh, that's the average, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we did that in ninety um, two, but I had eight sophomores playing varsity. Yeah, you knew you were going to be good two years later. Oh yeah, I knew. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> we were just waiting for that senior year when they because they were all fabulous football players as sophomore. They were just 15 years old. Yeah, and but already big back then probably. Right. Yeah, and, and going through puberty and, and being 17, 18 years, years old was going to be something amazing. Uh, so you went to Randolph-Macon? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And you played ball there? Yeah, okay. I played for Coach Keller. What positions did you play? I was a defensive back. Okay. And uh, my the year we won um, the New Rockney Bowl, I was a, what you call a rover back, which is more or less a strong safety now. Right, so. right. Did you like playing defense? Yeah, yeah. It's fun yeah, hitting people. Uh, that was my side of the ball. Yeah. Harold Henry and Jimmy had offense. I had to, you know, defense was my side of the ball. So we, um, I owe a lot to those two men. They were both from uh, this area. They both stayed with me when I got the job. And yeah, <laughs> those two guys. Coach Henry's still around. Yeah. Right, he's still living in town. Yeah, I think he lives in the same in house town. that when I was a same kid. Same house. Yeah, that's awesome. What, what are you up to these days? What am I up to? Yeah. Um, not much. I helped for about nine years um, with the with the program. I, right. I work with the long snappers and, and the kickers, which sometimes in high school get left behind. Right. And sometimes in high school, if they get left behind, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, hey, so what does it mean to be inducted into this Hall of Fame? Because you were telling me before we started recording, you're in the J.R. Tucker Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because you played uh, at J.R. Tucker. You're in the Randolph-Macon Hall of Fame, and now you're in the first class ever for Patrick Henry. Uh, that, 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 this means a lot. You know, half your life you spend coaching in Ashland. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you uh, get recognized by, you know, people from the county, it's – it's special. Yeah, it, it should be very special. I think it's really special. And yeah. your name is known throughout the area uh, as being uh, like a, a huge football name around here. Yeah, it's, it's a, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to walk out there on Friday night and knew you're going to win. Yeah. 73% of the time, <laughs> your, your time at Patrick That's an unbelievable winning percentage. You should be very proud of that. Yeah, we, somebody told me that we averaged um, like eight games a season for 28 years. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I am super excited to talk to you tonight, and I hope you have a great time tonight. And uh, really appreciate everything you've done for Patrick Henry, and uh, I hope you enjoy tonight. It's well deserved. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Sonia Friday Kenny, welcome to the center of the universe. I've mentioned that we're at the first ever induction ceremony for the Patrick Henry High School Hall of Fame, and you are one of the first eight members to ever be in this Hall of Fame. Is that cool? That is really cool. I am really grateful, and I feel blessed to be one of the first. Uh, When I read your bio, or the the quick summary paragraph that we got in here, it's about half a page in in the booklet here, you still hold three records at UVA? And I know this is about Patrick Henry tonight, but you and I both went to UVA. I, I cannot believe you. I, st- do. I, I mean, you look, like you're, you look like you're 27. <laughs> you, you may be a little bit older than that. That's, those three records have held for a long time. What are, what are those? 400 records? meters outdoor, 60 meters indoor, and the 500 meters indoor. 500's a thing, I guess, indoor. Yes. Uh, okay. And they still run all those events. They do. And nobody's beaten your time in those three events. Nope. What was your sixth? I I used to hold a one and two, and they just, they were broken in the last three years. Wow. So. So, What was your 60 time? (sighs) I don't even remember. So your your start quickness has got to be unbelievable. Yeah, but you know what? Most of my success at UVA was in the four. My record is 51-69, so. So you ran... (laughs) Basically a quarter mile. Yes. In less than a minute. Yes. And the interesting thing, and I tell people all the time, I made the U.S. team in the 400 meters, but I never ran the 400 meters at the ACC uh, meet or anything because, you know, when you're on a team, you go where the coach needs you. So I ran the one and two, and I long jumped as well. Um, And so I never ran the 400, but that's what I went to nationals in. That's what I made the U.S. team in was the 400 meters. Are, are you, you're obviously naturally fast, and you obviously worked really hard. What do you think it's more about, the, your effort or what, what God gave <laughs> I you? Think, I think in high school it was what God gave me. In college it was definitely effort. Yeah, because the competition gets a lot harder, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so you, you're on the national team. That's really cool. I was on the national team. We, I got a gold medal at the World University Games. Nice. Um, and I was in 87, the world championships were in Rome, and I traveled with the team to Rome. That's crazy. And I traveled to the Pan Am Games in Indianapolis that year. That's so, awesome. Yep. What, what are the highlights from the Pan Am Games? Um, 
Well, when I went, they had just opened that brand new track up in Indianapolis, and it was supposed to be the fastest track ever in life. But you know, I got to see Florence, you know, Griffith Joyner. Yeah, I got to see uh, Bobby Kersey. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, I got to see all those people, and I'm, you know, I was obviously just awestruck. Um, but for me, that was a highlight. Just seeing all those people, being on the same track with those people. I, you know, I didn't race against any of them, but being on the same track with them was just. It's really, really cool. I mean, really th- those cool. are huge names in you know, sports. Harvey period. Lance was the big sprinter at the time. It was just, it was just for me, just being there. Th- this is all inspiring for me to be here. I can't believe you have three <laughs> records at UVA. It's unbelievable. And you also did gymnastics. I did do gymnastics. Which did you like more? Probably when I was in high school, I liked gymnastics more. And here's a little uh, for gymnastics. I was the first person from the central region to place in the state meet in gymnastics. Really? Yes. Well, how long did Patrick Henry have a gymnastics team? It wasn't there for very long when you started, was it? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. What was your best event? The vault. I, I, I actually, I got, ended up second in the vault in the state, but we actually tied. But you know, when you tie in gymnastics, they go to your second vault. Ah. Uh, so her second vault was higher than mine. So yeah. What was the scoring system back then? It was on, based on 10, right? Yes. And so, and how many digits did it go past the, the decimal point? Like three? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's crazy to, right. to, uh, for a tie like that. Right. So, the official record is... Second. But, yeah. But we had, our, we had the same score. And you, and you know, and now people that listen to this will know. That's great. That you tied for and first. Like I said, the first person from the central region to ever place in the state. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Did you do all the events? I did. I, I hated the bars. Hated, hated, hated the bars, but... Miss Lesturgeon, who was a coach at the time, I know Miss like, Lesturgeon. To be, yeah. you know, Sonia, you got to do, you got to be all around. You have to be all around. And so, she talked me into doing those crazy bars. All right. So, the, <laughs> on the on the uh, vault, what was your best? What, what was the one that that was uh, your best at that meet? Sukahara. What is? You got to tell me what that, that is. That is a round off off the board, hands touch, and you do a backflip off the vault. And it, there were only a few thrown at that time, like. It there sounds crazy to me. A lot of people doing them. now. It's like everybody does them. <laughs> but, but back in the back day, then, yeah, there were not a lot of people throwing that ball. Yeah, that's that's uh, crazy. Uh, I think the most aesthetically pleasing event for me is the floor. That exercise. was my second best event. Did you enjoy? Because doing I was, that? you know, I was a I was powerful. I was a tumbler. You know, that's what I I wasn't the graceful balance beam, beautiful balance beam person. But you have to do things on the balance beam that. The 99.9% of humanity would never even think about. Where I lost all my points on the balance beam was all the pretty stuff. Right. I was I was throwing back handsprings on the balance beam. I was doing really hard tricks, but I just wasn't super graceful at all. When you're doing a backflip, you're you're basically well, no, you're blind on a front flip. Yes. Backflip, you actually back can see it. Backflip is much easier than a front flip because you can't see your landing on a front flip. So how many times did you actually have to practice that on all the beam before the you're like, I'm good? All the time. But, you know, we start with a floor beam and you practice on the floor beam and you kind of graduate up. That's a lot of repetitions, though. That beam is nerve-wracking. <laughs> so, so what does it mean uh, for you to be in the first class here? I, it, it's just a huge honor. It is just a huge honor. I'm actually on the committee, and, and the reason I got on the committee is I, I want women represented. I'm sure. Like, I don't want all these men getting on this committee and – that's all we're going to see. Right. And I wasn't on the nominating committee. I, I didn't, like, choose myself. Um, they had a, We had a separate committee for that, and they went and talked to different coaches and whatever. I don't, I don't know who they They, they thoroughly vetted, and they did a nice job yes. picking who they picked. And so I was, I'm honored. I'm honored. 
you know, I'm up here with, you know, the Damian Woodies of the world, and it, it's just a huge honor. You're, you're <laughs> inducted into the same Hall of Fame at the same time, first class, know, with a right? two-time Super Bowl winner. I know. Is that crazy? <laughs> I think Coach uh, Ray Long was in here just before you, and he said, Damian's the only first-round draft pick to come from this area. Right. Yeah. Right. You want to hear another little six degrees of separation? Sure. When I got to Liberty Middle School... My mom was not a sports person. We, I didn't go through Little League. I didn't do any of that. I, you know, we had field day at Gandy. And right. I was obviously fast. And when I got to Liberty, it was Coach Long who said, you need to run track. And, and he, and he and was that, right. Yes, he was. He was exactly right. And back then I did anything I was told. I was like, okay. And so I ran track. So what did you do with your time when, <laughs> before you went to Liberty? Because, I mean, you were 13, 14 years old by the time you went to Liberty, right? right? I mean, I just hung around, running around outside, playing football <laughs> with the boys. Ah, <laughs> I was a big tomboy. Okay, yeah. It's, it's so funny because I grew up on Jamestown Road, which is it's from 698, outside of Ashland. Yeah, you know, I know where it is. And I, you know, I tell them all the time, you guys made me. You guys made me <laughs> running around with you boys. And I used to run the ball when we played football. And when I would score, they would throw the football at me and hit me in the back of the head <laughs> as I walked back down. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're playing with older boys and, and just boys in general, yeah, it should have a positive impact on you athletically. Absolutely. And psychologically <laughs> and, and other ways, maybe, maybe not. But. Yeah, back, back when kids played outside, I was always outside. Yeah, I don't understand what's happening these days. <laughs> Well, uh, do you live in the area? I live in Henrico. Okay. Yep. But you grew up uh, Jamestown Road. I grew up on Jamestown there, Road. There wasn't a whole lot going on out there back it in the day. It really wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. You just ran around outside making stuff happen. Yeah. And, and <laughs> your parents didn't know where you were half the time, probably. Half the time. Yeah. And my, like I said, my mom knew nothing about sports, organized sports, anything. So she was just like, um, okay, they want you to run track? Okay. I said, Mom, I have to get a physical. You know, because first they were like, because I don't know if you knew, it was a man named Mr. Goldsmith at um, John M. Gandy. Okay. He got me, he introduced me to gymnastics. Okay. Um, what was his name? Mr. Goldsmith. I don't know. I know the name. Okay. I, yeah, don't I went through Gandy. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was a PE teacher, I guess. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And so when I got to, I don't know how they knew when I got to Liberty that I needed to do gymnastics, or if I, maybe it was me that said I want to do gymnastics. Oh, so you didn't even get into gymnastics until you were in eighth grade. Right. Oh, wow. Right. And you were doing really well four years later. Right. That's nutty. Did you think about going to college uh, for I, gymnastics? I, you know, I, I accomplished so much more in track, and it was just I had track coaches looking at me. I never, I never had any gymnastics coaches looking at me. Oh, uh, so, yeah, I got you. Okay. You know, you just you kind of go where the scholarships well, are. So you, I'm, I'm very happy to meet you. I'm very happy that you're inducted into the uh, Thank you. First, first round here. It's amazing, and have a great night. Donnie Morris, uh, welcome to the Center of the Universe for the third time. You were on by yourself a while ago. I, I was lucky enough to have you and Jock Jones on together, and I've got you on a third time here at the Patrick Henry High School Hall of Fame. It's pretty cool, isn't it? God is good. <laughs> now, uh, the, my listening audience can't see you right now. What color is your jacket? The Hall of Fame, Super Bowl Hall of Fame. Like, like NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, yeah, NFL you, Hall of Fame. You, you walked in, yes. down the hall here, I saw you, I'm like, <laughs> yes. that's your personality, though. I yeah, love, I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, so. What does it mean to be in, in the Hall of Fame here? Uh, it's an honor. It's an honor to uh, throughout Hanover County and vicinity because you have a lot of gifted and talented athletes that have come through Patrick Henry. And just to be honored in the first class. Yeah, that's really cool, man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they looked at 65, around 65 to 70 school years, okay. and they picked eight people. Exactly. And you're one of those eight, though. God is good. And you were, the, you were the player of the year your senior year. Yes. 
can I tell a story of me, me and you in uh, middle school or junior of high? Of course. So Donnie was a start running back. I was the third string water boy, and but I, 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 I dressed. But I, you brought good water. I, I, I did. I was took my job seriously, Donnie. Oh, and uh, I did dress for practices. And maybe games, too. I, I got in a little bit. Anyway, we did an Oklahoma drill. And back then, the equipment wasn't great, Donnie. You know the equipment was not very good. Uh, and they tell you that you're going to be carrying the ball in the Oklahoma drill. And then they pick me to be the, on the other side. And I'm like, they're trying to kill me. They Because you were a lot bigger than me. And when you hit me, I, I said this on the last podcast with you, that it felt like an 18-wheeler had run me over. <laughs> But you weren't known for – I mean, you, you did – you liked the physicality, right? Yes, I did. But you're also known for being high, deeply uh, coordinated in every part of your body, and you were lightning fast. Um, and when I asked you what you liked about the game of football, what did you say? You loved – I loved the contact. Yeah. The sport. Yeah, I, I like that physicalness and the roughness. Defense or offense, you don't care. Yeah, but and you dished it out both ways. It. Yeah, I can give it either yeah. way. And well, one, used to could. I can't do it now. <laughs> but you're still fast, aren't yeah. you? Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you still race the, the young ones? Yeah, whenever they want to try me. But uh, <laughs> as of late, they've seen what I, what I used to do. Yeah. So, no. I think I'm going to hang the shoes up now. <laughs> really? You're too young for that, Donnie. Oh, no. I'm, I'm just hanging the, the, the racing shoes up, nothing else. Oh, okay. I can put cleats on at any time. <laughs> uh, do you have a memorable game from your senior year, most memorable? Uh, I just finished talking to Coach Long a few minutes ago, and he said, Don, I'm going to throw some at you. You remember this game? It was fourth, fourth and two, and you was in the end zone. It was time to punt the ball. And you decided to pick the punt and run it 101 <laughs> yards for a touchdown. That's the record. I said, That's yeah, the record. record. And I said, yeah, really? I said, I did. I said, uh, he said, somebody came up to me after it was all over with and said, hey, uh, did you call that play? He said, what play? The play that Donnie on fourth down, he fake it in his own end zone and runs 101 yards for a touchdown on a fake punt. Did you call that play, Coach Long? He said, no, it was only Donnie and God. <laughs> uh, I hadn't seen Coach in a while, man. It's just memories. Yeah, no, he, he coached – the, the uh, brochure here says it, and, and we talked about it. He coached for 28 years yes. and a, a, almost a 73% winning percentage. It, I mean, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. The 80s and the 90s, I think, were the – in my opinion, the dominant yeah. times for him. But, uh, yeah, he, he was uh, – was he a tough coach? No, no. Coach Long was a laid-back coach. Laid-back. He coach. just wanted people to learn and, and yeah. get better. He had coaches around him, like Coach Swope. Yeah, that was a tough coach. Uh, Swope had a reputation. Yeah, he didn't play either. What about Coach Henry? Coach Henry was a disciplinarian, but at the same time, he was more of a teacher. Yeah. He, he could teach. He, and he works on your stamina as far as running backs. That's why he stayed in the running backs Stand them in the discipline of running, you know, just keeping yourself. Fixed. It worked. Yeah, Coach, Coach Long, Coach Long, Coach Folk, and Coach Henry. Well, I mean, they were outstanding. And they were together a long time yes. too. You had other coaches that came. Coach Carl, you know, he stayed on the offense side. Yeah, yeah. But he he took, he took the line. One of my favorite uh, plays that y'all would run is they they uh, toss it out to you, Power left pitch. or right. I th usually left, probably. Power pitch. Either way. And then you would let it fly down the field. Halfback pass to Huck Minor. Right. And, and Jay was the quarterback. Yeah. I would argue you threw the ball as well, if not a little bit better than Jay. Jay had an arm. He had a missile. 
But you, so Jay I, had the better I, arm. I, I was a little bit more accurate than, uh, than Jay was. Yeah. <laughs> but you had a strong arm too. Well, I played baseball, so that, you had to kind of be accurate in baseball anyway. And Jay didn't play baseball. He had a strong arm, but he he just what he couldn't do just couldn't hit the seams like I. Could. I mean that's the way you're supposed to throw it, right? You're supposed exactly. to throw it accurately. That's right. You you and I grew up. Together. together playing sports right. and played football, basketball, and baseball. Yes. That was not fun playing against you. Wow. In any we were the sports. same team. Well, we, yeah, we were <laughs> once or twice, but usually we weren't. And uh, your teams beat my teams a lot, maybe like 73% of the time. Those were the good old days. Those were fun. Yeah, it was. I th- were, were you, Rico, and I on the same basketball team yes, one year? We, yeah, we were. <laughs> He'd he be out here tonight. Is he? I've seen Rico in forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, are you excited to see some people? You got to see Coach Long. I, I'm excited, man. And it's, it's just good to, uh, to represent Patrick Henry High School in every way. And, you know, because of God's grace, you know, this opportunity has presented itself. And, and it's, it's an honor. It really is. I told uh, Rob Dole, who's on the committee uh, for this Hall of Fame, uh, and Ross Luck, I, I said, uh, how are you all making the selections? And they told me how the process worked. And I'm like, well, then Donnie's definitely in. They're like, well, we're not part of that committee. But I'm like, there's no way Donnie's not a, a first-round kind of guy. Thank you. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine you not being in this first class. Yeah. yeah. You're the best athlete I was ever on a, on a football field, court, or well, baseball diamond with. Well, some people would say that. Some won't, you know, but it is. Uh, I, I, just take, take, I take it as he's given, but I, I gave 110% whatever I did. And, and I, as of now, as of 55 years old, I continue to do the same. Yeah, yeah. And you grew up uh, – Montpelier, right? Yeah, right. Be, right, Beaver Dam, Montpelier. Yeah, yeah, okay, right on. What are you up to now? Uh, I still try to stay in shape. Uh, I was playing in the 35 older league down at Hammer County basketball. You're still playing in that? Yeah, well, I tweaked the Achilles, so I kind of backed off a little bit. Uh, but I may be going back out. I'm doing cornhole leagues now. Okay. I still shoot horseshoes, but I don't have to do a lot of rough stuff. I just stand still. You know? <laughs> it's hard to get hurt playing cornhole yeah. or horseshoes. I've seen people do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have not. Yeah. Are they younger than you? Back was in triple bonus or that. Yeah, but yeah, younger than I am. Yeah, yeah right on. Well, I love your jacket. Do you want to talk about your shoes? Uh, I got these shoes because uh, of North State alumni, but uh, they were greens. I put my outfit that goes when I go to North State games. But it so happened today, I just, my daughter had her sneakers on. And I said, well, I'm going to wear some, some nice shoes. Dad, you got to wear those. And let's, let's, let's end this, Donnie, with the, you mentioned Norfolk State. You still have the punt return. Is a punt or kick return record? Uh, punt return record. Still, still there. Still. And it's still. been a minute since it's you played there. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time, yeah. Donnie. That's and crazy. I have a friend with me, Eric Steele, from Maryland, is with me tonight. And he pulls up all these stats. And I'm like, where you get all this stuff from? You know, I, <laughs> I'm not really a whole lot with the computers. But he, he pulled stuff up. I was like, well, I, I only imagine. I was all CIAA. I didn't know all that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you're the only one in this class or um, being inducted tonight that I grew up with, and I'm, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm proud of you, uh, and I'm, you. I'm very excited for you. So enjoy, you. enjoy tonight, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Lizzie Powell-Hissey, welcome to the Center of the Universe, and welcome to the Patrick Henry High School Hall of Fame induction ceremony, first class ever, and you're in it. I am. Do you, do you believe it? <laughs> no. It's pretty shocking and unreal. I don't know. Yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> well, you, you thought about it a little bit today. Well, I'm, I'm yes, sure of course, point. of course. When did, when did you get notified? Uh, in the summer, a couple of months ago. Um, I don't remember exactly when, but. Do you know where you were when you heard? If I was, if I was, if I was. I was told I was about to be in my high school's Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Athletics Hall of Fame, I'd be pretty darn excited about yes. it. Yes. I was in the car. We were heading down to the beach, 
and we had stopped at a friend's welcoming party to her first house and my husband announced it to everybody it was a little <laughs> celebration there too that's pretty cool so. yeah so you, you uh track and field star at, at patrick henry back uh in 2010, you graduated? Yes. Uh, and how did you get attracted to track and field in the first place? So I did pretty much everything that my sister, my older sister did, from when we were you know, little babies to even still today, we're wearing the same color shirt right now. But um, she started in gymnastics and then transitioned to pole vaulting, and I did the exact same thing. Um, and I just wanted to be just like her. Okay, so that makes sense for you. Why did your sister want to do pole vaulting? That's it's a pretty unique endeavor. Yeah, it. I think it came down to as gymnast, it's kind of a certain height that you go to, and we got too tall for gymnastics. Uh, and our gymnastics coach's husband was on the Russian Olympic pole vault team, and so he got us into it that way. So he kind of recruited us from gymnastics to pole vaulting. And who was your gymnastics coach? Nadia Osipenko. Okay. And then Val Osipenko was our pole vault coach. Okay. That's pretty so, wild. Yeah. Did you yeah. take to it right away? I did not. My sister did. I hated it for um, a good year or so. Uh, my sister said, stick it out six months, see how it goes. So I did. It's just something to do. Um, eventually, I ended up loving it. And, and loving it meant you were going to practice all the time and yep. you are going to get really, really good. Yeah. What, what's your personal record? It is 13.8 or 4.17 meters. Uh, that seems crazy to me. <laughs> it's pretty high. Was the, uh, is the equipment a lot better now than it was in 2010? Yes, it is. It's significantly. Isn't that crazy? I know. I mean, it's just been a few short years. Yeah, it hasn't been that it's long. just come so far. Yeah. The, uh, pole vault, did you do anything else in track and field? Or, I or did, you were a specialist? I was a sprinter, um, and I played with some long jumping. Um, and hurdling, but primarily pole vaulting. You did a lot, though. I did. I liked to keep busy. I felt like it kind of got my head out of, into my head, head, head. Your sister's here tonight. Is she the kind of sister that is super happy for you that you're in the Hall is. of Fame? Or yep. is, she, is she a little jealous, maybe? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> no I'm sure she's not. <laughs> I've, I haven't met your sister. I just yes. met you. That's probably a she's question. The I, best. I, I probably should not have asked that question. It's a little unfair. And so you uh, pole vaulted in college as well. I did. Yep. Yeah, what was that experience like? It was pretty crazy. Um, I went to Virginia Tech, and I had gone through three years there. I kind of went through a mental block. Um, In general or for the sport? For the sport. Or the, or the yeah. Yeah, for pole vaulting. So yeah. basically, I just couldn't jump. I couldn't get up out of the air, which for pole vaulting is pretty important. That's terrifying that Very. you couldn't get past that. Yeah. So it was definitely hard to get through, but I still believed in myself. Um, long story short, transferred to William & Mary and got back into vaulting there, and I was able to get through that mental block. And that's when I had my personal best um, of 13.8 or 4.17 meters. And what do you think the block was about? No, you I know, I'm not too sure. I. I tell myself it's probably from my cancer in high school mm. and just everything I went through with that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of this big question mark I'm still trying to figure out. But You're a yeah. cancer survivor, and now you're being inducted to your high school's Hall of Fame. It, it, yeah. Does that seem otherworldly a little bit? It does. Yeah. Especially it if does. you think about what, what you went through back then. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Never would have thought this would happen. Yeah. Here we are too, today. Such. You're, it's really cool. You're effectively, I, I think that I should know this number. I think it's 65 to 70 years of athletes from Patrick Henry they were looking at. Mm-hmm. And you're the, one of the first eight being inducted into the Athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome for that's you. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. You, you obviously were very, very good. <laughs> I you're, enjoy being, You're being humble. You're being humble. I like to have fun. That's awesome. And you, you were, I imagine you were academically inclined through high school too. Yes. Yes, I was. Were you more academic than you were an athlete, you think? Um, if I'm being honest, probably not. <laughs> I, my goal was to make Olympics, and I had my sights on that versus, okay, I just need to get good grades and make it through school. Um, How close did you get to your Olympic dream? Technically just a few inches off, but oh, there's wow. more to it with that. Um, but then I had a rotator cuff injury that prevented me from training more. And so that's ultimately what ended my career. Um, but, yeah, so but you, I was very happy But with you got everything. close. And, yeah. and people say it all the time. It's, it's definitely cliche, but it's about the journey, not the destination. Exactly. Yeah. But it's so true. Uh, do you know the, the history of pole vaulting, how it started? You know, I don't know it all too well. It's, it's, a, it's a strange event. It is. It's a strange <laughs> event amongst other strange events that are happening at a right. track and field uh, event. Right. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny. I was always somebody that never really learned the ins and outs of my sport because I thought it would mess up my, my head too much. Um, so that's why I never really learned uh, it too much. I'm going to go look it up. I, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure Google will tell me oh, all yeah, about absolutely. it. Uh, very cool. And uh, William & Mary versus Virginia Tech, uh, are those environments wildly different or are they basically two big Virginia schools? They're very different, but at the same – at the same time, they're very similar. Um, I mean, from like the coaching aspect and the facility, well, from the facility aspect, it's very different. Um, but I mean, I had great experiences at both. And you, you had your team, your coaches, and everybody's so supportive there. Um, it was just a great, great experience at both. I'm, I'm guessing the facilities were a little bit nicer at Virginia Tech. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, w- you know, w- it's all the same. William & Mary is probably a top 10 school in the country in terms of academic orientation. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't imagine they're... They had world-class athletic facilities. Right. But they had, I'm sure they had really good facilities. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it really doesn't matter how good of a facility something is. I mean, as long as you have a place to jump and run, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last weird question. Yeah. What was it like walking around with the what, – what do you call the thing that you actually vault with? What is it the called? The pole. <laughs> I walked right into that one. <laughs> that, that's awful. Uh, did you have to go to strange places with the pole? We did, like, in terms of traveling. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had to strap them on the car and drive on the highway. So you get some weird looks at. Um, but it was always an adventure, especially if, you know, you caught the wind funny and the poles would shift on the car and you have to pull over and fix them. And um, this is you driving. Oh, yeah. Yep. It d- so. Does it come in, like, a, a, a bag? Mm-hmm. So you can have, um, like, a PVC-type oh, okay. pull bag yeah. and carry them all there. Gotcha. Cool. Well, Lizzie, uh, congratulations. I'm very excited for you, and I hope you have a great time tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dominique Smith, welcome to the Center of the Universe. We're here at the uh, Patrick Henry Hall of Fame induction ceremony. 65 to 70 years of people going to Patrick Henry. They looked at all the athletes across all the sports that are available in high schools back then and now, and only eight people are being inducted into your high school's Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you? 
it's a privilege and an honor. Um, kudos to the 65 years of high athletic ability from all the Patch and Henry athletes. And I'm just privileged and honored to, to be one of the ones who was uh, selected. So Yeah, that's awesome. And you were uh, a baller in two sports. Correct. Do you think you were put in because of both sports or primarily uh, basketball? Probably both. Yeah. Probably both. I was pretty, I was pretty, pretty good in both. Dominique, I read in your <laughs> bio here, and, and actually I didn't know this, uh, I didn't find this on Google, but the bio has it here. You still have the record for total interceptions for the state of Virginia. And you, and I told you that before we started recording, and you're like, yeah, and I returned 10 of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a record too? I, I don't know if returning 10 of them, it might be. I don't know if they had that one recorded. I think they just list that as just touchdowns. But. Right. As far as interceptions, um, you know, Coach Hart was um, the defensive coordinator at the time, and he took pride in man-to-man matchups and linebackers blitzing. So it, you, you really had to be pretty good to play for Coach Hart. Um, Were you a lockdown corner? I was definitely a lockdown. Were corner. you the Dion of Patrick Henry's I football team? I was definitely the Dion of Patrick Henry. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Percy James was Percy James, and my other brother Danielle was pretty, pretty close up there as well. I've, I've had Danny on the uh, yeah. So uh, both yes. of them were pretty good as well but but yeah I was oh what a defensive lockdown. backfield yes yes if, if, with but Ricky Wilkinson now yeah. they were before me yeah, they yeah, were yeah. there they they were the, the awesome 94 team who was unbelievable yeah I came right after I was a freshman in 94 so I had to follow those shoes mm. from, from 95 96 and 97 so yeah uh I guess people that threw towards you didn't know what they were up against right they, they must not have I mean, they must not have. I mean, the internet wasn't around really right back then. No, no. And no. so they just didn't know. <laughs> they, they learned pretty quick. They learned though. pretty quick when 10 of them got returned after 17 of them caught. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you were, yeah, I, I think you were inducted for both. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You, I can't, football has to be part of the consideration considering how many interceptions you had. Yes, I, I, I would consider that. But my basketball career um, flourished probably my junior and senior year and then going to junior college and the University of Houston then overseas. So that Yeah, one, you played in Greece. I played in Athens, Greece. I actually played in Athens, Greece when they were doing the Olympics. Oh, uh, when the Olympics were I there. I actually got to see Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so that that was just the highlight of my career regardless. Oh my yeah. gosh. How long did so you play over there? Played over there for 3 years. Okay. And you know, the food is different now. The language barrier is totally different now, but you know, I was I love home, so yeah. I got homesick really, really fast. Well, you went to Texas for junior college, right? Four years in Texas. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, that Texas is not Virginia. No, but Texas is very, very southern, but very welcoming. They they welcome, they have that very, what is it called, um, southern hospitality. Right, right, right. They, they do welcome you in, so, so um, I love Texas. So, Dominique, you're such a big deal in Ashland that my mom was texting me, asking me questions <laughs> about you before we started recording. Oh, man. Uh, basketball, what position did you play? Point guard. Did you shoot a lot? I shot a lot, yeah. I wasn't a typical point guard back in the 80s and 90s where they averaged 13 assists and 10 points. I was the 
the, the new breed, the Allen Iverson breed, where we're going for 20, 30, 40 points. Well, I don't know if you met Eddie Webb before. I to, He's yes. left-handed as well. Me and him both are left-handed. Lefties, and he, he said, yeah, it's, it's a shame that the other four guys on the court that play with me because I didn't pass to him a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. Webb is, is really – it was uh, – Mr. Webb is really good to me. Um, I've been knowing him for years. Oh, really? Yes. Um, is your connection Patrick Henry? Absolutely. And um, his father – used to do camps at VCU with Sonny Smith. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. So I was invited to a lot of camps that they had. And then his father actually helped me get to the Bob Givens camp where they got you ranked in high school back in North Carolina. Oh, that's really cool. Yes. So um, Mr. Yeah. Webb, um, all, all the Webbs, uh, his brother Doug Webb, me and him talk this day still, um, the one that works at Randolph-Macon. Yeah. Um, and um, Southern, so, I mean, uh, Sports Page and Trackside and other businesses, you know, sponsor for Randolph Macon as well. So. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, let's talk about it. you. You mentioned it. Normally, I ask people what they're up to these days. I, I kind of know the answer, but tell people uh, what you do these days. Well, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I own restaurants and real estate. Um, I own Sports Page Bar Grill in Ashland, Trackside Kitchen and Wine in Ashland, Huddle Up Sports Bar, Andy's, and um, we just bought a new location, the old Ashland Coffee and Tea. On the railroad tracks. So six places. Correct. Are you actively managing all six? I have really good managers. Okay. I, I'm involved to day-to-day, -day, usually from 9 to 5. I try to be involved, but I have really good managers, really good staff and support. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And what is it about being an entrepreneur that uh, – because that's prolific, man. You Buying your sixth place? It's tough. It's tough. I mean, you really have to be dedicated, and, and that's – you know, with, with sports is, is one of the things that I encourage my, my kids is that sports actually helps you get dedicated and committed in life. You know, getting up early in the morning and have to work out is no different than getting up in the morning and have to work. Right. Um, you just got to fight for your goals and your dreams. Yeah, so what was it like playing uh, basketball with Patrick Henry? With uh, Coach Kenny is, is, is the greatest coach I ever had. Um, but it was competitive because we really had good, good, good kids. So uh, E.T. Jackson and... Lamar DiCadova and Ronald Samuels and Nikki Saunders, um, even Philip Cobb. I mean, everybody was competitive. You, you didn't have a starting position unless you earned it in practice. And, and back then, every team that you played was really, really good. Even Godwin, Tucker, Atley, uh, Lee Davis, um, TJ, John Marshall. It, it was always competitive. And, and back then, everybody played on the playground, so you had to learn how to get tough and learn how to play against older competition so that's how we got good yeah that's awesome uh yeah. what was your best uh game in terms of scoring points in high beating, school beating eddie webb record scoring 39 in a game oh yeah his, wait, his a record was wait, wait, wait a minute they didn't put that in that's there that's not in here i didn't i, I don't like boosting <laughs> on myself um, <laughs> well you're recording they, right now they, i know i had to throw that one in there because me and him talked about it just a few minutes ago oh, that's funny so uh his record was actually 38 and i beat that record yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, – That's a lot honor. of points for a high school That's a lot game. of points, yeah. Now, look, if I'm Eddie, I say, well, I didn't have a three-point line back in the day. That's he what I would not. say. He, he, he got to say that, but I don't think he could really shoot threes back then anyway. <laughs> but, but he was a really good basketball player. So. Dominic, uh, it's great to meet you tonight. I, yes, I'm sir. shocked that uh, – we probably met we a long time ago. But yeah. uh, it's great seeing you. Congrats on being in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, absolutely. Really excited for and you. And tell man. your mom I said hello. <laughs> I, I absolutely will. All right, thank you. <laughs> Damian Woody, welcome to the center of the universe. Uh, welcome to the first induction ceremony for the Patrick Henry High School Athletics Hall of Fame. Uh, to say that you were a shoe-in, <laughs> but it still has to be an honor. 
It is very humbling. Um, I don't take anything for granted and um, to be recognized for this honor by you know, all the people that were involved was, uh, was, was truly amazing. It's, it's crazy because they all reached out to my wife and then she held it, she, you know, she held it a surprise for the longest and then she broke the news to me and, and uh, you know, like I said, man, I was, uh, I was tickled to death, man, and so I'm just glad to be here. I've had NFL guys on my podcast before, but you're my first Super Bowl champ uh, and, you, and y'all did it twice when you were mm-hmm. with the Patriots, right? Yes, um, I, was, I was part of the, the, the beginning of the dynasty with New England, so I won in uh, 2001 and 2003. Yeah, that has to be amazing. But look, look, I'm going to try to stay focused on Patrick Henry. Yes. The only state football championship that Patrick Henry has ever enjoyed was your senior year. Yes. I, I tell people all the time, I'm not an expert on this. I'm talking to somebody who's on the team. Y'all's offensive line was crazy good. Yes. Y'all, y'all averaged almost 300 yards on the ground or something. Yeah, our offensive line was actually bigger than the, the, the Washington Commander's offensive line at the time. <laughs> Uh, couple, yeah, that's, just like just at, like our, our height and weight, we were bigger than than the Washington Commanders' offensive line. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, we had, you know we had a a big spread. You know, wrote up. You know, written up about it. You know, calling us the country kitchen. You know, because we were so big, and um, you know, it was one of them. I think one of those once in a lifetime type deals where everyone. I always call it, we were just like big old farm boys that just just came up through the ranks and we all came together at the right time and we did something magical. Yeah, I was talking to Coach Long earlier on, on the uh, podcast and he said, when those guys were sophomores, I was so excited for what two years <laughs> yeah. from, from then it was going to be like. Because yeah. y'all were big as sophomores. Yes, too. We, were, we were very big as sophomores. And the great thing was, is like, you know, I always said that the key to a really good program is the pipeline. You know, you have the, the pipeline and you're running the same scheme. The players stay in the pipeline, and hopefully when they come up to varsity, you that's where you hit it big. And for us, we had it all. We had it all. We had the athleticism. We had size, the same scheme. And when we, when we came up to varsity with Coach Long, it all just came together. How did uh, Danny Derricott see over the line? Well, that was the beauty of it, right? Because we were so big as the offensive line that because we, you know, we ran the option, you know, as far as our offense is concerned, no one could see him. <laughs> so by the time he got through the line of scrimmage, he was gone. Oh, you know, though, so that was the beauty of it. And, you know, not only was our offensive line big, but we had two tight ends that were, you know, like NFL prototypical size tight ends. So we were just massive all across the board. One was Aaron Kitty. One was Aaron Kenny, and then the other one was Keith Short, who went on. He got a scholarship to play at Virginia Tech. So we, like, we had really big tight ends. So the line to include both tight ends all played D1 football. Yes, yes. And two of y'all went on to the pros. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Right here in the center of the universe in, in, in Ashland, Virginia. Yeah, unbelievable. What part of town, or did you grow up out in the country? Yeah, I grew up out in the country. I grew up in uh, Beaverdam. Okay. I grew up in Beaverdam, and, you know, like I said, man, it's – you know, I'm all, I've always said I'm a country boy at heart and, and uh, you know, being able to see some of the teachers from Beaverdam who taught me when I was in elementary school to be to catch up with them and see them. It's just been uh, tremendous. But, yeah, man, this is uh, this is where it all this is where it all started. Can you imagine when you were 10 years old that you were going to end up winning two Super Bowls? I had, <laughs> listen, from man, Beaver, I, from Beaverdam. Yeah. From be, listen, I, I had no idea. Um I was I was a late bloomer. Um, I didn't. I wasn't huge 
early on. I started to grow a lot when I got to high school. Had no idea that I was going to be a Division One athlete. It just grew into you know grew into me. Obviously, when you when you accomplish these type of things, a lot of people have to have influence on you to get you where you, where you you know where you want to go. Um, so like Coach Long, you know all the teachers, everyone that was you know my teammates, everyone um, had an influence in, into me where I'm at right now. Yeah, uh, you did you gravitate to football right away as a kid? Um, yes, I did gravitate towards football, but my parents didn't really want me to play <laughs> play football. It wasn't my mom and dad didn't want did not want me to play football um, because they oh it was they were afraid that their baby was going to get hurt. But it was my my grandparents who were like that boy is too big not to be playing football. You need to let that boy play football. And so my grandfather was the one that really got me started playing football. I tell people all the time the older generations were tougher than the, the than the younger generations. Like my grandfather, he scared my dad. My dad scared me, and yep. I'm doing that to my son. That's right. It sounds like gra- grandma and grandpa had something going on there. Oh, they did. They did. <laughs> they they scared the living Jesus out of my parents, and then you know they gave me the opportunity to go out there and play football. And, and you're on ESPN all the time now. I am. I am. You know. I was had the opportunity, you know, played 12 years in the league, and then towards the end of my career, I started interning with ESPN um, when I was playing with the New York Jets. And so once my career ended, they offered me a job like right after my right, right after I retired, and I've been with ESPN for 12 years. You're living a good life, David. I'm doing okay. I, I'm first of all, I'm blessed. With, you know, my wife who I've. You know, been married to for 24 years. We have seven beautiful children. Oh my goodness! Yep, seven beautiful children, and and I'm like I said, man, I'm just blessed. Yeah. So I I've always wanted to ask you this question: Why Boston College? That's a great question. Because <laughs> people ask me all the time, how did you end up in Boston? From and from Beaverdam. From Beaverdam. A um, couple of things. One, um, primarily because number one, it's a great school. Um, that was a that was a really part really big part of the equation. BC at the time, they came off a year where they were 10 and 3. They were like a program that was really on the rise. Their head coach, Dan Henning, was he had coached under Bill Parcells, legendary NFL head coach. And I think the biggest thing that happened was he really won over my mother. Mm. Anyone can tell you in recruiting, the smart. If, you, if you can win over the moms, you have a really good shot. And he did a heck of a job winning over my mother. And next thing I know, I'm in Boston. UVA and Virginia Tech didn't have a chance. Once, they didn't have a chance. They offered. They offered my junior year, but it was you know both of those uh, both of those schools offered me my junior year, but it wasn't. It was it was it was Dan Henning and, and BC and being relentless that caused me to go up to BC because actually UVA was my childhood school. That's the school that I wanted to go to, and when the opportunity came, I didn't do it. We've missed out on so many good players at UVA. I'm, I'm a UVA grad. Okay, I, it drives me crazy when we miss out on guys like you <laughs> or Ronald Curry back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, man, it, it's crazy because I, I, you know, I just grew up watching UVA football, loved it, and uh, when the opportunity presented itself, I just felt like there was a better opportunity for me at Boston College. Now I didn't have, we didn't have winning great winning records at BC. But obviously things worked out well for me personally, and uh, it was a great three and a half years because I ended up leaving school early, although I went back and finished my degree, but I wouldn't change anything about it. 
Damien, I'm so happy for you tonight. I'm so happy for all the success you've had in your life, and I am especially grateful for how gracious you are to do this tonight. So I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great time. No, tonight. thank you for having me on the podcast, and I'm, I'm really enjoying being here tonight. You, you are by far my biggest name I've had on the podcast. <laughs> Chris Tate, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Uh, we're here celebrating eight people being inducted to the Patrick Henry High School Athletic Hall of Fame, uh, and your dad is one of the eight, and uh, he's no longer with us. Uh, you just shared with me, he passed away about 11 years ago. What would this have meant to him, do you think? Well, it would have meant everything to him. Um, he was sort of raised by the city of Ashland. Um, before Patrick Henry opened, he actually lived, and his mother remarried and moved to Beaverdam. Beaverdam didn't have a high school at that it's program. St- it, it still doesn't. And then they had a, um, Henry Clay did, and that's where the people that lived in Ashland went to school. And he lived with Doc Hughes for those two years so that he could play football for that team. Oh, Beaverdam had a high school back then. Back then, yeah. Before, oh, the, I, before I it consolidated with – Okay. Uh, before Patrick Henry, they, they consolidated four high schools, four smaller high schools to make Patrick Henry. Oh, wow. And Henry Clay had a football team, but Beaverdam did not. Huh. So when his, his father died when he was 12 and – all of his siblings and mother moved to Beaverdam, and he begged to stay, and Dr. Hughes let him live at his house. And um, Dr. Hughes, who owned the, uh, the pharmacy? pharmacy? Yes, yeah. he lived there, and he was a soda jerk and worked there. And a different family often would feed him at night, and he sort of was in that way raised by the city of Ashland. Yeah, he was he raised loved, by, by Ashland. That's by awesome. Ashland. Yeah, that's really, really cool. What are your memories of, uh, of your dad? Do you believe that he – like his presence and, he and was, who he was? He was a presence, and he, he appreciated Ashland and Coach Rudisill. Rudisill was like a father figure to him. You know, his father died when he was 12 and sort of helped him move into a positive direction uh, in his life because he could have gone a lot of different directions. And Coach Rudisill gave him that. And I was telling people today, he came to a Patrick Henry game almost every year. Oh, wow. He would come up, even when they weren't particularly good in the 70s, he would come up and watch a game, and he always knew what was going on and was involved in, in the system and uh, was very fond. He, if you ask him where he's from, he'd say he's from Ashland, Virginia. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did people that played with him or, uh, or played against him describe the way he played? He was a very intense, ferocious player. Um, and he played he, – he only had one eye. He lost his eye when he was 11. It was shot up by a BB gun here in town oh, in Ashland. That's and awful. so he – and he, he could only play – he had to play um, left guard because when he pulled, he had to be able to – with the – I mean, he had to play right guard. When he pulled, he had to be able to see into the line. So right. he could only play on one side of the line. And so, you know, and it was sort of – he didn't get a glass eye until he – well, he went to college, so he was always a little uh, nervous about what people thought of him and stuff like that. Yeah. But he had such a good group of friends. To the day he died, the Topper Davis and Ronnie Grubbs and the people like that, Craig Hoblob, stayed in touch, and um, they all stayed very much together. My mother and he met, she was two years younger, and, um, uh, and here at Patrick Henry. And so they uh, got married several years after uh, he graduated. So your your mom graduated with in my class of '63. My parents graduated from Patrick Henry '63. Right, and she yeah. was a Joan Longest. Okay, was her name. Yeah, and she was the majorette. And there's a picture of the two of them walking off the field 
and of him after a game. And he he was a big man for the for his time. He was a big, you know, he was 225, 230 pound high school that was football huge. player back in those days. That was huge. And he could really run. And um, uh, he ended up going to the University of Richmond uh, and had a wonderful career there. Coach stayed very involved in the university for for decades. For decades till the day he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Till yeah. the day he died. And um, he just but. But Ashland was, was was his home, and he always loved to come back here. Um, he always had a lot of friends that worked here. Um, if he came, we would um, go to the old Andes mm-hmm. for lunch from time to time, and he would go in there, and he would know everybody that walked through there or knew somebody that knew them or knew him in that way. And Ashland's that kind of place. And one of the things, he, he did a radio show with Al Coleman, Yep, for big, big Al. The Big Al Coleman yeah. show. And one of the reasons he knew so much about football and about Ashland, he was the ball boy for Randolph-Macon from the time he was eight to about 14. So he, he got a ton of exposure early. A ton on. of exposure early. But Ashland meant everything. And Patrick Henry and Coach Rudisell um, really – and he, you know, considered himself a patriot. Yeah. No, it's, it's a tight-knit community in Ashland. And it sounds like – your dad benefited very yes, nicely very from that. Yes, very much from it, and very much, and, the, and a lot of people took care of him and helped him along the way. From he, he played both ways, right? He yes, played he defensive played line ways, and offensive, offensive line. line. And he was a, in college. He played offense. Um, in high school, he was more known as a defensive player because he was so big and fast for those for those times. Yeah, and and he had sounds like the mindset to be ferocious. Yes, too. yes. Could, uh, if he hadn't had the accident when he was younger, do you think he would have played other positions beside the line? Well, and it and it hurt him a little bit when he um, went when the colleges were looking at him because it was a risk. Of, and when he when he finished in college, um, the NFL when they came around, really couldn't you know do anything because of the, the one eye. They just yeah. wouldn't. I don't think anybody's days, ever played with one eye in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. So, but he he. That was one of the things, um, and it also affected. He loved baseball, and he had to go from a left hand, from a right-handed hitter to a left-handed hitter yeah. when that happened. Um, and Topper Davis and those guys called him the Mick when he was little because he was a Mickey Mantle fan, and he was a, a very good baseball player. And he was swinging from his not but natural natural side. point. But, it, but before he switched, he was a he was a dominating baseball player. Yeah, man. And then when he had to switch, he just you know couldn't do it. Yeah. But he tried. He tried. He did it, and he he loved the game. Um, he loved most any sporting event. Uh, how far did you travel today? I live in Richmond. Oh, okay. I so not too Richmond. far. Not far at all. Okay. 30, 32 minutes. So you, you've been in this area your entire life? My entire life. I, I own a business, and I'm up in Ashland probably every other week. Can we say the name of the business? Uh, Mr. Shandless, a hardwood floor finishing company. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very so cool. We, I'm up in this area, and my son works for Ted Lansing. Building products in in Ashland, out uh, near the Bass Pro Shop. Very cool. Well, my uh, my guy is telling me that I need to wrap it up. But Chris, thank you uh, for doing this. Thank Thanks for being great. here tonight. It, it's uh, a pretty cool opportunity, honor for you to be able to be here for your dad. Uh, to too. think of nothing, he'd be couldn't be more proud. That's awesome. Thanks, thank Chris. You. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.